to the Rebel Rising Podcast, where business owners, speakers, and entrepreneurs have real conversations about making the journey to becoming the next generation of thought leaders and influencers. This is the place to take a stand in your industry, get messy with your message, slay your mindset demons, and grow a profitable business that allows you to make a bigger impact while doing more good. Here's your host, the instigator of three-word rebellion, Dr. Michelle Mazur. Hey, Rebels. Human beings are storytelling machines. We connect with each other through stories. We share universal truth through stories. Stories take abstract concepts and make them concrete. Stories have the power to persuade. They have the power to make us see the world differently. They have the power to make us see what is possible. And for that reason, story is something that we as business owners and entrepreneurs should take the time to craft for our business. And if you've listened to the Rebel Rising podcast before, you know that I am a fan of the concept of radical consistency. And this is the idea that we show up again and again with the same stories and the same message. Because when we do that, we breed trust in our audience. And my role model for this is absolutely Brene Brown. And one of the things Brene does brilliantly is tell stories. And she tells the same stories in the exact same way again and again and again. And you might wonder why she does that. Well, because it takes a while to find the right story and to perfect that story and to deliver it in a way that makes that emotional connection. I call these stories signature stories. When I work with clients on their three-word rebellion and their client journey, ultimately what I look for are signature stories that are going to turn strangers into fans and clients. And when you find your signature stories, you want to use these stories everywhere. Speaking, podcast interviews, your about page, content, Facebook lives, webinars, use them everywhere and use them often because you want to be known for your stories. There are three signature stories that I think are essential to have in your business's back pocket at all times. These are the stories that you should be telling in order to take your clients on that emotional journey with you, in order to take them from strangers and turn them into fans and clients. So those three stories are what we're going to talk about on today's podcast. 
But before we dive in, let's give a shout out to the sponsor of the Rebel Rising podcast. This episode of the Rebel Rising podcast is sponsored by the One Page Brand Message Map. Do you want to grow your audience and your business, but you're struggling to show up consistently because you feel overwhelmed by all your ideas and you don't know what direction to take your business in? And worse, your message is strewn across a hundred different Google Docs, journals, and post-it notes from all the different courses and programs you've taken over the years. The One Page Brand Message Map is here to change that. Let's take your scattered ideas and turn it into a concise, structured brand message that sells in about 30 minutes. What you'll do is download a Google slide or PowerPoint template, complete the writing prompts, fill in the blank exercises and brainstorming activities that will give you brand message clarity fast. You'll have the most important information about your ideal client that allows you to write content quickly at your fingertips. And the best part, there are bonus trainings about how to use the messaging map and a video training on how to create your own client journey so that you can take people from who the heck are you to shut up and take my money faster than ever before. So you can grab your copy with all the bonus trainings at brandmessagemap.com. And for a limited time, when you use the code REBEL at checkout, you'll only pay 49 bucks, which is half off the regular price. Just use the code REBEL at checkout. Go to brandmessagemap.com and put your scattered ideas into a structured brand message that sells on a single page. The first type of signature story is one that I think is often misunderstood. This is our connection story. The connection story is important because this gives your audience, your potential new clients, a connection to you. But oftentimes we think this connection story has to either be our whole origin story from the time we're born to now or a rags to riches story because bro marketers took the story and said, hey, if you want to be credible, then you have to have this rags to riches story. Tell them about how you were living in your friend's basement next to their toilet. And now you're a millionaire with a Tesla living by a beach someplace. And here's the thing about rags to riches stories. They're not relatable. No one can relate to big stories like that, that, oh my gosh, you were living in a basement in your friend's bathtub, and now you're a trillionaire. People don't relate to those kinds of stories because they're out of the realm of our normal everyday life. And people have a hard time tracking with the big stories that sound like a list of like, well, I was born in Buffalo, New York in 1973, and my mom and dad, blah, 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 nobody cares. What they're looking for is this moment of transformation that we can identify with. So what you want to find in a connection story is a story that is relatable, a story that can create empathy 
with the person that is listening, the story that can create some kind of emotional connection where the person who's listening to it can think, oh my gosh, I have so been in that situation because our brains are designed to kind of scan, relate and be like, oh yeah, yeah, me too. I've been there too. You want people to be able to relate to your story. So those big stories or those stories that sound like endless lists, those aren't a great way to make connections. So for me, my connection story is the story about getting my first client, about a five-second decision I made to push publish on a super ranty blog post about how not to be a motivational speaker. And I'm not going to tell this story because I've told it on a million other podcast episodes and interviews But really, it was that moment of publishing something that scared the crap out of me that was a rant. And in some ways, that's the genesis of my whole business is ranting, right? But it was that moment of decision of taking a leap that people connect with, that I did something that scared me. And in that moment, people can empathize. People see themselves in my story. So that is what you're looking for, that small transformation. And when you find that type of connection story, you can use that story on stages, in a podcast interview, on your about page, and basically anywhere people who don't really know about you. So we're talking about those unaware people that don't know you at all. Use that to introduce yourself, to make that emotional connection. All right, so that's the first type of story, the connection story. The second type of story I call the reason to believe story. Now, this is one of my favorite types of stories because for a lot of my clients, it's really hard to talk about themselves. This type of story isn't about you. It's actually about your clients. This type of story, you get to promote your clients. You get to promote their brilliance and you get to highlight the work that you do and the transformation that your work has had on your client. And so that's why it's called a reason to believe story because you're showing the results of your work. So this is akin to a case study. And once again, important to show the emotional connection. You want to have that before and after. Now, I do want to make a caveat about results because we do live in this world where it's six figures and six seconds and results have to be big and has to be an event or a number. And although I think that can be a useful rule of thumb, like how much money did you make or did you do something like did you publish a book or get a speaking gig or get on a podcast? I do think it overlooks the long-term nature of some of the work that you and I do, because a lot of the work that you and I do, it's a long-term play. So don't overlook the smaller results. I don't even want to call them smaller results, but the short-term 
wins your clients get because you don't think that they're big enough because they didn't make a million dollars overnight or whatever BS thing is going on currently in the internet marketing bullshit space. So if they get more confidence or they ask for the sale and when they haven't been asking for the sale before, that's a result. If they sit down and they write a page of their book, that's a result. If they ask the girl on the date, that's a result. Do not overlook the small results. If they feel more confident, if you're a personal stylist and they feel better in the clothes they're wearing, that's a result. Like Those are results. And for some of us, our results are more about the long-term progress than the short-term bigness, right? So don't overlook your results. So think about your clients and locate your reason to believe stories. And I'm a big believer that you should have a couple of these instead of just one. I think I had a podcast either in December or November. We'll link it up to in the show notes where I talked about three different case studies from clients. I always talk about my client, Mona Moore, whose three-word rebellion is calm by choice and how she used that after our first session and it landed her two big clients and they chose her because of that three-word rebellion. That is always a powerful story. When I tell it on sales conversations, people are like, oh, they get the power of having a message. So these reason to believe stories, like you can use them on podcast interviews. You can use them on stage in webinars. I use mine in email sequences because I have a pricing and service guide that before you can book a call with me now, you can download those and see what Communication Rebel offers to work with us. In that email sequence, we have our reason to believe stories. We have Mona's story. We have Michelle Evans' story. But that's part of the story we're telling in our brand. So reason to believe stories. It's very helpful when you're talking about the solution and helping people to make a buying decision. The final signature story type is elevated social proof. I jokingly call this the, hey, I'm not just making this stuff up. (laughs) This is when you are showing people that what you're saying or teaching is real just doesn't exist in a vacuum or in your head. It's showing that it exists in the real world because I work with a lot of people who are very innovative, who are mixing up a lot of different tools. They have a lot of different tools in their toolbox. They're changing things in their industry. And when you're doing that, it sometimes feels like what you're doing isn't real or it doesn't really work. And this is more for you than the rest of the world sometimes. But really, there are other people out there who are case studies for the work that you're doing. And you've just got to look for them. You've just got to open your eyes and realize they exist. So where can you find elevated social proof 
one of the best places to find elevated social proof research studies and research studies. Oh my goodness. And this shows my research bias, my PhD background. Research studies can be turned into great stories because with a research study, there's a question that has to be answered, which means there's suspense. We don't know how that question is going to turn out. Ooh, and there's two sides, and perhaps one side can be a villain. Maybe we're rooting for one side over the other. So you can create a whole narrative around a research study. And there have been a lot of authors who do it really well. I think of Dan Pink and some of his books do it really well. The Heath brothers do it really well in their books. But you can turn research studies into compelling stories that make emotional connection, prove the work that you're doing in the world. On the flip side of this, theories actually make terrible stories because theories are just explaining. Theories are very logical in a way. They don't make compelling stories unless you can really contextualize them somehow. Like, for instance, the three-word rebellion framework is based on eight different theories. And I don't talk about that much because it doesn't make a compelling narrative. It would get real, real boring, real, real fast if I talked about all the different theories and why I chose those theories and explained all of those theories. You'd feel like you were back in college and you'd probably fall asleep on me. So I won't do that to you. (laughs) Now, another way, maybe research isn't your bag, and it's not everybody's bag. Another great way to have elevated social proof is to find public figures, famous people, or I like to think of them as role models of possibility, who really showcase your work. So for me, when I talk about the three-word rebellion, I always am looking for three-word rebellions in the wild. So if you've read the three-word rebellion book, you've heard me talk about Simon Sinek and Start With Why or Mel Robbins and the five-second rule. Or now I talk about Marie Forleo and everything is figure-outable. And now that it's the presidential election season, I talk about the different political slogans that I see, like... Elizabeth Warren has dream big, fight hard. And I'll talk about, is that a good three-word rebellion? Does it work? And I can analyze that. (laughs) And it makes really great content for me to talk about. And it shows that the three-word rebellion exists out in the world. So who are those people that represent your work in the world? And you can tell stories about them and it elevates your work. It says, hey, I am not making this up. (laughs) You can use those stories And I think it's important to use those stories in the more problem-aware, solution-aware phase. So when you're getting to know people and building your credibility, you can use them once again in your webinars and speaking and blog posts and social media. But these kind of stories, the research and the public figures, are really good at helping turn the abstract thing that you're doing into something that is concrete. 
So those are the three signature stories that will support your client journey, that will help you turn strangers into fans and clients. But now you're probably asking yourself like, Michelle, how do I find these stories and how do I craft them so that they're engaging? And I'm so glad you asked because next week we will be diving into how to start finding these stories and I'll be giving you some tips and some resources on how to craft your story. But until next time, remember that we are storytelling machines. Stories are persuasive. It is how we connect and we make decisions, not just based on logic, but based on emotion. So how can you empathize with your audience and with your clients? And when you do that, you'll be able to grow that audience and to make sales and to feel good doing it. Thank you so much for listening to the Rebel Rising Podcast. If you enjoy the show and find it valuable, please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you leave us a review, you help more people find the show. For more information on working with me on your three-word rebellion messaging or your keynote speech and speaker marketing, go to drmichellemazur.com. See you next time, Rebel Riser.